As I said, schools are reopening this morning on a phased basis after a lockdown that has continued since Christmas. Many are delighted, but some are not. And we'll be talking to uh, people involved in some of those Limerick schools in a moment. But first of all, listener Sharon is on the line. Good morning to Sharon. Good morning, Joe. So you're not so delighted about this, Sharon. Why is that? Well, I would, I'd love them to go back to school. <laughs> I'd love all of them to go back. But um, they're after keeping us locked in and the children can carry us. So they're mixing the kids to bring it home to you. So I, I just think it's ridiculous. I, I think the whole thing is ridiculous. That You know, I mean, the airports are still open. It's crazy. It's just crazy. That, um, and and Michal Martin uh, was going to go to America. He actually considered it. Cheek of him, like, to consider it. I have to Zoom my parents or, you know, messenger them and whatever. And he wanted to go to America. No, the experts are saying, Sharon, that it's a low-risk environment and that they're doing a phased return so that they can monitor different classes um, and that you know, we won't be back to full capacity in schools until mid-April. Yes, and we did, we did try that. And in our own place here, we tried it and we thought, oh, this is great, everything's grand. And then... Uh, one cot is on the bus going to the secondary school here one cot in the bus and then it just spread and it spread around the village Yeah, but so what are so, you doing at home then Sharon at the moment? What's your situation homeschooling wise? Oh um, teach the school is very good um, they do Zoom classes and um, I do the homework with them and whatever, which isn't easy um, because uh, the teacher would have more control, I think, with it. Yes. <laughs> and patience. Yeah, I think that applies to a lot of parents. <laughs> patience, oh my God, unreal. But um, just doing his work and doing his spelling tests and things like that. As I said now, the school's fantastic. Um, I just, I don't know what to do. And if I didn't send him then, I'd end up having to, uh, I'd end up like, we'd say going down the road of, uh, if he was out so many days, too slow. Yeah. So, and, mean, and Sharon, when is your lad due to go back? My first one is due to go back on the 15th. And then April, or no, hang on, and then, um, yeah, my, my, uh, I have one more than in the second trick. And he'll be due back then. And uh, it's just, it's it's terrifying. Like, it's just, um, we, we, I mean, I haven't, my parents are inside in town. I, you know, I can't go in. We drop in groceries. My parents are in their 80s. We drop in the groceries. I mean, you know, we, we've locked ourselves in as such um, with this lockdown. I just think the government are just... You know, they just do things backwards. Uh, were you worried about your own health in this context as well? Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, Joe, if I get it, it's going to hit me straight in the chest. <laughs> you know, so... Are you a smoker? I am. Right. Yeah, I am a smoker, yeah. So you'll be worried, obviously, about it. 
I, I am, yeah, yeah, because that's where it's exactly going to hit. So, um, and tell me if over the next couple of weeks, because you say one of yours isn't due to go back until mid-month, it looked like through the monitoring that those who've gone back so far, it had settled in, it was doing okay. Would you be more confident then? I don't know, Joe. I don't know. I, I really don't know what I'm going to do. I mean, you know, I'm hoping my parents are going to be getting their injection soon. Um, I Do you know people who have had the vaccine so far? I do, my sister. My sister is very high risk. And um, she's had the vaccine, thank God, because she was literally locked into the house. And she's uh, younger than me now. She's only in her 30s. And And how did it go for her, the vaccine? Great. Grand. She had it. She said she was a bit tired after having the first injection. And believe it or not, the day of her birthday, she got the second injection. That's a nice birthday present. Yeah, and for her, she is delighted because she feels now that um, she has some bit of protection. Yeah. And Sharon, do you know where you'll be in the queue for it? Um, well, I'm in my 50s, Joe. <laughs> I need to know. <laughs> right. uh, like a lot of us, you'll be waiting a while, but I'd say you'll, you'll be happy to go and get it when the time comes anyway. Oh, I, listen, I, I'll be getting it. Not a bother will I be getting it because, I mean, um, as I said, with my sister and my parents and whatever, um, I'd love to see them all again. It hasn't been cleared, of course, for use in children yet. Uh, well, let's just hear, um, Sharon is talking to us this morning on 0861239595 with dinnersready.ie. Michael Hara, who we know well, is the principal of Skullpole Secondary School in Kilfinnan. Uh, good morning to you, Mike. How are you doing? Morning, Joe. How are you? I'm not too bad. So you have some students returning this morning. What is it like there? Uh, we are delighted to have our six children back in. Uh, that's six-year, as I said, traditional, and we also have an LCA group, so I'd like to have them in. And last week we had a few of our special oh. classes in as well. So we've been we've been gradually reopening. And, um, it's, yeah, people are a bit nervous, Joe. I was listening to Sharon. I can totally understand how, where she's coming from. So I think people are just a little bit nervous. I mean, we, we, we've been told, as she said, to stay away, stay away, stay away. Um, and now we're back in school. And I suppose the the piece that comforts us all is the work that's done in schools to make it as safe a place as possible. And that work continues. And and that's what we can do. And that's what we have to ensure continues. And I mean, it, it's it, what I'm talking about is not rocket science stuff. It's the wearing of masks at all times. And here in Skullpole, and breaks, lunches, the only time they're taking off the mask is literally to either have a drop of water or to eat their lunch. So the masks are on uh, once they come out of the car, once they come off the bus, whatever. And actually, in fact, they're on in the buses too. And that's that's something that uh, I should say uh, that Sharon might be aware of, that they're supposed to wear their masks full time on buses coming to and going from schools. And, so and as a matter of interest then, yeah. when sitting in the classes, how close are they to each other? They're the metre apart in all directions in a well-ventilated room. Right? So the stipulation of the ventilation is critical in it. That is, is the understanding that to keep the air exchanging all the time. So again, you're not building up um, a residual risk. And then overlapping all that, Joe, you have continuous cleaning. 
continuous cleaning. So every time a child moves from a from a bench, they they must wipe down their their, their station, their workstation. When a teacher moves, they have to wipe down their workstation. In the morning time, the place is cleaned. In the evening time, the place is completely and fully cleaned. So there's additional right. cleaning throughout right. all. And as a matter of interest, are teachers moving between classes or are the students moving from room to room at times? So we've adopted the pod system. Um, and not just with our sixers, but across the whole school. I mean, and all schools have pods in secondary school. They have bubbles in primary school. So the pods restrict the students' movement to a specified number of rooms. So that also means that the likes of practical rooms are not accessible when the whole school is back. Now, we have an opportunity when it's just the six years in-house, we can open up the likes of labs and practical rooms. Um, but while in level five, it's the teacher goes to the student who are, as such, in a, in a, in a certain number of, um, of rooms only. And the rest of the students don't use those rooms. So it's pod by pod. So each of them then have a, de- a designated exercise area relative and surrounding those pod rooms. So again, they're not mixing up and down the corridors. They're not mixing externally. Um, so there's, there's huge effort to identify uh, an area for each year group. Right. We're chatting yeah, to Michael Hara. Just, just, just one moment, Sharon, I, um, uh, who's principal of Skull Poll in Kilfinnan. I'm just wondering, Michael, let's turn back in then. Is more nervousness coming from the students, from the parents, from the teachers? No, the nerves now aren't that it's an unhealthy place. The nerves are we're, we're actually out from home. And it is almost like a nervous release and a relief that we're not at home. We're, we're back in school. And there's kind of, it's almost like a start of your giddiness, that kind of a nervousness. Yeah. Um, I, I, I actually do believe completely that our students have faith in the systems that we have employed across the school to keep them as safe as possible. Right. Um, and I, so, I just want to Sharon in there for a second. Yes. Sorry, sorry, Joe. I mean, we've we've no offence now. I mean, um, he sounds fantastic and everything, and the schools are fantastic. Um, we had this the last time, and they did that. The mask was on, waiting for the bus. The mask was on the bus. The mask was in class. It was classes were wiped down. Teachers moved. Cleanliness, the classes were steam cleaned. We had all that. It's not anything different. It, we've had that, and still the virus was caught. But, but the only thing I'd say about that, Sharon, is I mean, nobody is suggesting, no one, that anything is 100% foolproof. You know, this yeah. is a yes, virus yes. that's you know, yes. very spreadable. Yes, I understand that. And my whole point of the conversation was the other day was, I mean, I'd love my kids to go back to school. My whole point was, we are putting kids back to school, coming out of this lockdown. With, um, after We'll be locked down again because they're not doing it right. They won't shut the airports down. I mean, it should be only essential travel in the ports, trucks, supplies. If we're on lockdown, we should be on a proper lockdown. No one goes out, no one comes in. Deal with the virus within the country and then uh, phase open our schools with the ports, everything yeah. locked up. Well, I think I noticed that in Auckland and New Zealand, they're in a seven day uh, full lockdown because of one case that they haven't been able to trace uh, the source of. Yes. T- Tiernan O'Neill is also with us and he is principal of a Corpus Christi National School in Moiros. And uh, of course, they have students back as well today. Morning to you, Tiernan. 
Morning, Joe. How are you? Good. So how's it going for you today? Who's back? What does it all feel like? Joe, I suppose, I'll be honest with you, it was a privilege really to be outside the school gate today and just to see the joy and the delight on the children's faces and I would say the parents' faces as well. Um, the overriding emotion at the moment, I wonder, I suppose, of joy and relief to have the children back in the school. It's, it's wonderful, I suppose, to hear the excitement and laughter of our little people in their classrooms. Like the school just isn't the same without its most important people. And again, it just emphasises the point that the key, the key to education is relationships. And this fact, I think, has been further amplified by the pandemic. Are you and the other teachers a bit nervous about it all? There's a certain amount, amount of nervousness there. But I, I think, Joe, you, you'd be hopeful that you know, in terms of our infection prevention and control protocols, that we, I suppose we can mitigate the impact. But the, the reality is, Joe, as Mike Ryan from the World Health Organization has said, you know, he's regularly quoted saying schools are safe and community transition levels are low. So I suppose we all have a role to play in ensuring schools remain open. And that starts with our cognizance of the fact that this more violent strain of the of the virus is all invasive and pervading and will not suddenly stop at the school door. And do you but, feel that on a consistent basis over the next few weeks and months, it'll be possible, you know, even for parents to be fair to them, to remain socially distanced at the gates and, and adhere to all these rules? You know, we know how unnatural it still all feels for us. It's just not the way we're designed. No, absolutely, Joe. But I think it's incumbent upon us all now to ensure that our school doors remain open and we need to follow the public health guidance. And in our school case, our parent body have been hugely supportive of this from the outset. And yeah, absolutely, people congregating on and around school grounds is a real no-no in the current climate. And it is a very alien concept. Like in our school and many other schools, pre-pandemic, we would always have parents in around the school. We had adult education classes happening in the school in parallel with the conventional classroom learning for children. And we want to get to this again. But for it to happen, we have to follow the public health advice. You know, we need to be wearing the mask. We need to be ensuring that we're maintaining the, the necessary distancing. And absolutely, we're in an extraordinary context. And like what we need now is, I suppose, an extraordinary solution-focused response. I think yeah. what we're providing at the moment will enable us to get back to hopefully what we call well, normality. Well, exactly. I mean, because uh, junior, senior infants, first and second classes returning today. And I should mention that next Monday, the 8th, the ECCE for childcare and creches, that's due to reopen. Then the 15th of March is the target day for the return of the remainder of primary school children, along with fifth years at secondary level, then the 29th earn early learning and care from birth to six years and school age childcare services up to 14 years are to reopen and then the 12th of April after Easter is the target date for return to in-school education for the remainder of secondary students which is first to fourth year students. So there's a lot in it and Tiernan, I presume it's about confidence building, you know, if like, I, I, for Mike for example in Skull Paul, you know to a large degree he's dealing with young adults certainly today in, in sixth year you're obviously dealing with much younger children and I, th- that's a difference as well obviously Yeah I suppose Joe look we've over we've got three special classes as well for children with additional needs who came back last week so we would have over 200 uh, children here today and we would have over about 25, 25 adults here as well so I suppose yeah absolutely we're stress testing I suppose the measures that have been put in place to ensure we can remain open in a safe and sustainable manner and again just to come back to that point around you know, relationships, like we cannot develop these relationships for our children via tablets and laptops. It has to be done with children on site. And hopefully we now have the necessary protocols in place that enables us to move forward within what we hope is a, is a once-in-a-lifetime pandemic. And Joan, no matter what we say, nothing beats the physical connection with the teacher, the warmth, the empathy, the care, almost the love that emanates from teacher, teachers and classrooms to coax and control and to guide the children every day. Just, it cannot be done via remote learning.
Uh, well, listen, it's a very positive note on which uh, to um, finish this morning um, this particular chat and we'll be talking about it again and monitoring and seeing how it goes. I should also say that the weather definitely helps. The fact is the 1st of March, spring being in the air and clearly everyone wants the same thing, ultimately the safe return of our children uh, to school and to childcare. Well, thank you very much. Tiernan O'Neill, Principal of Moyross National School. Mike O'Hara, Principal of Skullpole in Kilfinnan. Busy mornings for both of you and thanks a million to listener Sharon for giving us her view as well.